Hi there, welcome to episode 50 of Paranormal Blip. It is my distinct pleasure to offer you a review of The Vast Night, a fantastic film that J. Christopher King originally told me about when he was talking about books and films he was into. This was in November, the second time that Jay came onto the show, and I reviewed Solaris a while back, and we've been trying to arrange how to do The Vast of Night. Uh, when I say do it, I mean review it. So Stephen and I have done The Vast of Night, <laughs> and you'll hear that in a moment. Now, another way that we're celebrating episode 50 is that we are starting a subscription service here on Paranormal Blip, which is 99p a month. You are going to get four episode episodes. We launch with a fantastic look at E.T., which includes, you know, all the pre-production and uh, the, uh, the Reagan thing and the review of the film, which helps, you know, and also E.T. from E.T.'s POV, which is a kind of imaginative uh, leap into the mind of E.T. What was E.T. thinking about? How was he feeling during the chronology of the events of the film? Okay, so that's very exciting. And that, in a way, that's kind of like where I want to go with the subscription service. I want it to be um, experimentative. I want it to be playful. I want it to be, you know, some like discursive, like somewhere where I can talk about the ideas on my mind. There will be times where I talk about my ideas through reviews of films, um, but also I'll be just kind of like thinking about and talking about things connected to anomalous experiences and, you know, ufology and all that kind of thing as well. So 99p, uh, if you're interested, then, you know, please give it a go. It's uh, the episode um, description has got a link to uh, how you just how you subscribe. You subscribe through um, Spotify for podcasters, okay? And but the link is quite easy to remember actually. It's tinyurl.com/paranormal-blip. So tinyurl.com/paranormal-blip slash dash, slash dash, the blip. But just jump into the episode description if you want to, um, you know, kind of do that. And um, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Spotify. We've got fantastic um, numbers for the Spotify follow, so that's working. Follow me on Apple. So thank you so much if you are following me on Apple. Much appreciated. Uh, Twitter is at ParanormalBlip, by the way. Twitter.com slash at ParanormalBlip. And Instagram, which I am kind of ignoring, but you, you never know. Uh, if you actually send me a message, then of course I will respond to Instagram, which is paranormal underscore blip underscore podcast for Instagram. So anyway, let's get on with it. So the first thing we're going to hear now is um, the the uh, trailer for The Vast of Night. And then we go straight into our fantastic discussion, Steve and I. We absolutely love the film. We spoke speak about it and that and many other things, including right at the end of this episode, we've got a fantastic dream or reality um, episode as well. So, you know, how does Stephen do? Does he achieve immortality? Let's find out. So now I'm just jumping in here to say that the, uh, the subscription episodes are a Spotify exclusive. 
So as far as I can tell, they're not available on any other platform. So most of you do listen to me on Spotify, but if you're listening to me elsewhere and you're interested in uh, listening to the subscriptions, then just jump over to Spotify where you will see, um, you know, the, the listing in the normal paranormal blip channel, as it were. And you just, um, you know, jump in and click on the link to subscribe. OK, thank you. Number, please. WOTW Radio in Cayuga, New Mexico, and this is the news for the hour. Now, what would you like to tell us about yourself? I don't know. Cool. Aren't you like some big science girl? Tell me about science. Edward, it's Faye. I'm a sound came through the board and interrupted your radio show. What a sound. What's going on, Everett? 718 here at WOTW. We got a sound we'd like to play that seems to be bouncing around the valley tonight. Yes, I have a story that might be helpful. I can tell you what's going on. The sound we heard out in the desert. It was coming from thousands of feet higher than anything could fly. They've come here before. They've liked this place. They always have. PM and we may have some little needs that we fall. What? We fall it from Colt Canyon. Who's that? It's Everett. Stop smiling. What's he doing here? He's helping me. Stop smiling. Get in. It's outside of town. Come on, come on, come on. Hey, come on. Something's up there now. It's something talking. And they don't stay for long. Hey. There's something in the sky. Okay, so I'm absolutely delighted to invite Stephen back. Hello, Stephen. Hello, hey, how are we doing? We're really good. Now, what's the name of the film we're reviewing tonight? The Vast of Nights. Yeah, can you get a bit closer to the mic, please? The Vast of Nights. Is that better? Thank you. Hold on, speaking of night, I think I can hear something out the window. I can hear some weirdo. So, I'm going to try and remember the plot, Stephen. So, you, you, you um, help me out here, right? So, it's basically, mm -hmm. there's two people, okay? There's this very eager, like, clearly kind of quite clever um teenage girl probably about 15 16 years old mm -hmm. and she is friends with this kind of like quite charming but also slightly geeky young man he's like in his young like in his early 20s maybe 20 maybe 21 year old and um the, the you first see them at the at this uh, kind of this is it basketball it is basketball, yes, it's isn't basketball it? yeah definitely. it's basketball game and it's like this tiny little town you don't know where it is in the in the country but it's this little town give and... you a few hints i think here and there but it's never defined right yeah and it's just like a tiny little place it's in the 50s yeah mm -hmm. and it is um uh they, they're setting up it's 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 one of the, it's a really really interesting film in terms of the kind of time because it's basically 
one evening, isn't it? And it's yes. almost real time. It isn't quite, but it's almost real time. I, I do get a sense of that. And also, it should be said, it it's very much feels like, at the start, it feels like a pastiche of that sort of alien UFO abduction story, if that makes sense. Yeah. It takes a really interesting turn as it goes through. Yeah, totally, yeah. And I think we'll get into that during the spoilers. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. When I was initially watching it, I, I thought, is this just going to be sort of a bit of a paint by numbers? Or I, I thought it might be a bit of a, almost a spoof of the genre in a way, but it really, <laughs> it gets deep and under the surface. Fantastic. Again, fantastic 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 so it, 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 it hits a lot of the notes i think you'll expect it to hit but it does it in a very creative way yeah okay yeah 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 so and it it sets up this thing about that these two young people are really interested in um kind of radio and like making radio and recording mm -hmm. so the the girl has got a um a kind of portable like recording tape. microphone sets yeah it's like a tape recorder with a mm -hmm. microphone isn't it and she's kind of like just like recording anything really and he's almost like kind of training her to kind of be comfortable on the mic and mm -hmm. like you know to like how to speak to people and so it's quite a fun but they're very, they very good chemistry those two actors yeah really yeah. good chemistry yeah totally and also though it kind of like immediately kind of sets you you know quite a clever way in terms of technology and in terms of like where we're at in terms mm -hmm. of the um you know the the arc of technology you know so tactile as well yeah the way beautiful. the technology operates you know what I, I said this the other day to someone i'm i'm so old that i was doing a um uh oh oh, oh can you just say goethe to me in a minute please because i've remembered something about goethe <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so, okay, I'm, sure. I'm so odd that like when I was a teenager, yeah, like roughly the same age as the girl in the film, maybe a little bit older than her, but basically the same mm -hmm. age. Um, I I was doing this um, theatre course that involved editing sound mm -hmm. and the sound editing was actual. I had to splice acetate tape right. and, and tape uh -huh. it together. I know, man. That sound that makes me sound like ancient, doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit, but it's not that long. It's not. I a want to say it's not of, that long ago. A couple of years later, it had then become digital. You know, mm -hmm. but I, but I'm you from that kind end. of analog. I've got an analog tail end, <laughs> doctor. <laughs> it's crank powered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but the, you're absolutely right. That scent, that tactile sense of. You know the, the the real um you know material of the of the, of the objects and of like making and there's it really plays into that like in a really beautiful way now production wise that that's all original stuff that they did like this massive mm -hmm. search of um you know antique stores and like specialist stores to get all original working um 50s recording equipment and radio equipment yeah they so go it's all to great kind of like, to yeah working it. stuff and you can exactly. kind of tell that it's not you know like thrown together yeah exactly and it, and none of it is um anachronistic you know it all kind of fits in the period um so anyway you got these two these two guys and the and the, the um the town is setting up for this for this uh basketball game okay and then well, go, you go from there because I can't remember what happens. Now. So we're going from the basketball game. 
Yeah. So what so happens the, then? Because they're, they're like wandering around the car park, aren't they? Yes. Well, there's that, there's that great long shot. Do you remember sort of at the sort of 30 minute mark where uh, you get this, because they get this radio signal, right? And they, they don't know the origin of it, this sound. And they, yeah. the, the, the guy puts out this uh, request on air. Does anyone know what this radio signal is? That's Please right. call in, tell us about it. And it, it, this is when the, the film starts to get, ominous it's a very ominous oppressive atmosphere yeah that the film has in the sort of the sort of second act onwards yeah and there's this wonderful sweeping shot through the car park and the fields and it goes do you remember it goes through the it goes through yeah, the basketball brilliant. game out yeah. and out into his like radio shack yeah <laughs> like, that's right yeah yeah, yeah, totally. yeah 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 so he's a disc jockey isn't he yes he is and he kind of picks up this unusual sound and so like he kind of like interrupts the you know in between the the records like um mm -hmm. you know who's a disc jockey like sarah cox whatever uh -huh. sarah cox would say <laughs> would say oh we've got a sound there i don't know what it is <laughs> so it's a very specific reference but we'll we'll run with it yeah, I got a lot of British audience people. I, I know, just okay, fine. Well, I could have said Ken Bruce. I don't know who that is. Well, exactly. So but you do know who's <laughs> I've heard the name, yes. <laughs> anyway, so um so so they there's that lovely, lovely shot, mm -hmm. like you say. And um and, it, and what that does is that, that it kind of sets up the geography of like where everything is like you know, mm -hmm. situation-wise, you know the the um, basketball court in relation to where they're working, mm -hmm. and then there's also this amazing bit where she runs home. Do you remember? She yes, runs she does. To yeah, she her does. house. So it's she like has a bicycle and like yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so essentially, they they do a call out about this um this noise, and they're also getting reports as well, aren't they? Is that yes, right? they are. are they... Well, there, there's that guy that calls in. Who is the military guy? Yes. So again, we are very much in spoiler territory here, so I do apologise. Right. So we're we're going into spoiler territory. So please, if you're interested, oh, listen, before we get into spoiler territory, should we give our rating? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. What are you I, I, give, I it? give it four. I, I give it four ominous signals out of five. That's my. A four out of five. Yeah, I give it a four out of five. That's really good. Oh, I thought you were going to give it five out of five. No, I give it four. Well, four out of five is really good. That's oh, a good well, I'm, score. I'm going to give it five out of five. It's great. It's fantastic. Like I'm not. <laughs> well, so where, why, what happened to the eighty? That's eighty percent. That's eighty percent. That's really good. Come How on. could it improve? Or maybe a four point five flips out. Oh, uh, that's ninety percent. <laughs> Pretty good. I, I I prefer a ten point scale, not a five point scale. Can I ask, you know, when you review films, yeah, I can't okay. believe I haven't asked you this beforehand. Okay, here we go. Are you, are you like comparing this to, you know, Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Raiders is a, is a is the gold standard of movie making. We all know this. Yeah. Okay, my rating scale, like five out of 10 is like, you know, like dead on average. There's nothing special about it. You know what I mean? A yeah. six is like, is like good. I, like you could... You can watch this and have a good time. That makes sense. Yeah, but it still does. It does slightly more things well than it does bad. You, you, you've gone into a ten, like a ten scale. Yeah, I go to can, a ten. Can scale. you not? Can you not keep on the five scale, please? Okay, let's. Can I just continue my my ten point scale system? Right, it's my right, sense. Right. Okay. A seven is like a, a good, like a good film, a solid right. film. Like you'll enjoy this. I, I recommend it basically. Yeah. Like a seven to me is a good score. Seven out of ten. Yeah. 
but it's like it, it's if it doesn't quite hit your niche you probably won't enjoy it but it might have something in there for you i give it a seven niche hitter so like a seven is like a six but it, has, it does something particularly well or does something that i particularly enjoy like subject are you, are you saying it's a six but more okay listen we'll get into this an eight an eight is great like eight is great eight is great nine is fine nine is my my, my thing is a 10 is a nine that hits specific beats that per, are personally favorable to you right you know what i mean like a 10 is such is such an a, it's such a big thing to give a 10 oh is it yes oh okay like a, a 10 is um a nine that satisfies you personally have like, you I, read I, a have you read a book by um julian barnes called love etc no i haven't right because in that it's there's three characters in it yeah yeah and one character talks about how some people are really like guarded with saying mm -hmm. that they love other people yeah it's like this massive deal deal if if they say oh i love you like it's yeah. this big deal and he was and the, this character said i'm not like that right some people kind of keep love on a shelf mm. it's way like it's really hard to reach you know and it's this big deal if they get love off the shelf but i'm not like that man i'm like no, you, throwing love you around give, like you give it away not me the character in the no, you well no i am a bit with this like with this yeah. film you're giving away that love oh i see with so the film freely. yeah you, you gave you... it perfect you gave it a perfect score well you see this is the thing so now are you yeah. comparing it to you know what raiders yeah like or like a really 10 out of 10 film well, like excalibur excalibur would, would be like my gold standard 10 out of 10 film is it i've never seen that oh, you, oh it's amazing it's absolutely fantastic but I, it... I, but again i don't think a lot of people would rate it a 10 if they don't personally really enjoy the subject matter so it's like what like a uh, king arthur is that yes it is yeah it's like, like nonsense it's, though isn't it no it's brilliant is it, is it it's so uh, maybe it's, it's, it's beautiful it's beautifully shot yeah beautifully is it? made but it's a bit it's a bit scuffed if you know what i mean but like if you if you can't get past the scuffiness the, the the bit it's a bit sloppy if you can get past that it's it's amazing so the person is a 10 film is sloppy yeah, because it hits it hits things that I personally really resonate with and personally really enjoy. Okay, yeah, I and get that. That's, yeah, I like that, that. That gives you a bit of insight into my thought process. Yeah, I do. I like that a lot. Yeah. So, so you're giving this four out of five or yeah. eight out? Oh, hold on, did you say Give, four and a half? I did say four and a half. I think it's a nine. I think it's really good. Nine out of ten. Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, like now, now after this conversation, I think probably I agree with you that it's yeah. nine out of ten. As I said, it's so tactile. The world is so tactile and lived in. It feels so real. Like, it really sells you. Yeah, it, it, it's essentially a kind of um, a, a period drama, isn't it? It is in a way, with yeah. A, with, a, with a kind of sci-fi element. A, so a soft sci-fi element. It's a conspiracy film, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like military operations have happened mm -hmm. to that have something to do with, um, you know, cargo like a uap or ufo connected cargo and um you know material um that is that is retrieved and stored by the by the military yeah so this mm. is so it does touch upon that doesn't it with that call from the um the caller you know the kind of whistleblower i mean that kind of um uh taps into 
like a like a huge kind of rumor base in mm-hmm. UAP history. You know, the idea that there's a I mean, it goes by many names, but Zodi goes by many names. <laughs> <laughs> but Zodiac is one of the is like a name for this um, rumored group of uh, military personnel that essentially their job. Stephen mm-hmm. is to recover landed and crashed craft. Yeah, oh. I know it's really amazing, isn't it? So they, so it kind of does like kind of borders that that area, doesn't it? Mm, yes, yeah? it does. And it also, and this, so this is this kind of comes to our our characters. The film has here. the film has a milit- has like a military base as well a little bit, doesn't it? I tap into that a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. And it also then so so that's a caller. So he so. The guy whose name is Everett, the, yes. the lead character, like the, um, mm-hmm. well, I guess the, the lead character is the, the girl, DJ. really, isn't it? But he's the well, DJ, yeah. It, it's sort of, it's rooted with her, isn't it? You see her first. Yes, it's you? definitely her, more than him, I think, yeah. Mm. But um, anyway, so he does this call out and then and then this guy calls. Well, I should say the, um, I should point out the, the this guy, Billy, he was a, he, he, was, in the, he was in the military and he was assigned to this top secret project. Yes. Right. He was he was taken out of his wherever he was, shipped somewhere with a bunch of other guys that don't that also didn't know what was going on, and they had to build a structure. And they don't really elaborate more on that. And there was something in they did this like dug this pit. And they found that there was something in the pit later, and he didn't really know what it was. And he doesn't yeah. really elaborate more than that. And the, the link is he recognized the signal that the Everett's broadcasted live. Yeah, yeah. And he said, um, and they, he met up with this guy later on who was assigned to a similar task, and he recorded, and this guy recorded the signal. Yeah, and he sent- That's he right, yeah. He sent the tape, he sent tapes out to loads of people, and there was someone in the town who was given a copy of the tape. So Everett and, um, Oh, what was the what was the girl's name? Faye, Faye. Uh, go and get the tape, play it, and there's the same signal. And that's, yeah, and that's when they get exactly. and that's when they get the call. That's when they get the call from the old woman. Yeah, that was really brilliantly explained. Thank you, yeah. Stephen. That's and this happens. Explained. This happens over the space of about what? Tw- this is a good chunk of the film. This is a good like 15, 20 minutes of the film. But it, it's yeah. so gripping. Like this part, like it, it, it the conversations, the back and forth. It's so brilliant. It, it holds your attention so well. Yeah. You know it, it, the dynamic of like um, the audio, like how the audio and the mu- the lack of music and the ambiance is so good. It's so rich. It really suckers you in, and that's why it's again more of a conspiracy film because you are more interested in the conspiracy. Because this whole time there are reports of like, there's something overhead or there are power outs, blackouts, and the strange things going on, and it, yeah. it, 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 you're more focused on this conversation more than anything else. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. Yeah, and it does this really excellent example, and it actually like pays off as well, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Because um, it does this really excellent example of like there's a there's a kind of creeping um, horror, like horror or kind of sense of dread or just a sense of mystery more than dread mm-hmm. that's like you know building within the kind of like um, the, the the other voices that are kind of coming into their lives, you know, mm-hmm. and it's almost like this kind of unstoppable sense that they're being caught up in something. Yes. You know? Well, do you remember that there's a bit, um, it, it, frequently there are bits where the camera changes. It's a very, like an old, like the aspect ratio changes 
and you're feel, seeing it through this like staticky, blurry, almost old television set effect. Oh yeah, that's that? right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's all framed. I've totally forgot this. It's all framed at the beginning. It's like a kind of, um, you know, Twilight Zone type. Yes. Show, isn't it? Yes, it is. I forgot what do they but, call it? Like something like uh, mystery theater or something. Mystery like that. Yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. It something is that like sort that. of. It does feel like one of those old. It does feel like this could be an episode of the Twilight Zone. It really does. Yeah, so it begins with a a, a television, basically, doesn't mm -hmm, it? Mm -hmm. Like an old seventies TV that is on, and it and then you kind of go into the episode, yeah, mm -hmm. which is a quite a really interesting nice framing. framing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So anyway, so we've got this this old lady phones up, and they go to the old lady's house, mm -hmm. and um, so she seems to me like. She she's a really interesting character from my point of view, because it seems to me that she had. Can you remember her story about the? Was it her child? Her child, yes. Yeah. So she um, met this man and um, and she um, had a child with him. And this the man left and and I think died. I think she said she found out she he died like later. But yeah. um, she had this son, and the son, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, would have would say these so, like when the conditions oh, were similar true, yeah. were similar to what was going on he would almost feel like he was broadcasting words through like like a radio signal and then she would have to like calm him down and sort of subdue him in different ways and there was a time when he was nine i think she said she, he was nine he vanished and i think the implications he was abducted and 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 everyone thought she murdered him because she was this sort of that's right she yeah. she was this lonely woman who was sort of um, you know dumped by this guy who came from out of town and they thought um, they thought her child was like a burden on her or something like that so she got rid of him yeah. but um, it's such it's so sad it, it, the, that actress's performance is stunning. Yeah, like she's she's in the film for what ten minutes and she steals it completely. Yeah, it's absolutely. so harrowing. Yeah. and um, and the the way she describes how um she followed her son's footprints out into the out into like the, yeah, into the fields. Man. They stopped, and then that happens right at the end, doesn't it? That's the uh sort of the the kicker yeah. when they realize at the end that that's sort of what they've done. And she talks about how these um people from the sky confuse you and manipulate you and get you to do things and yeah there's a nice little un message of i think there's a bit of um critique of modern culture in there a little bit of like of people being influenced by media and things like that and people higher up to do things they probably shouldn't do sort of interfere with their ways of life yeah, it sort of touched, it touches on it a little bit it doesn't really go too much into detail because again this woman is barely in the film yeah, yeah. But her yeah, impact, yeah. that's the bit I remember most, most of all. Like, that's yeah. the part that really stands out to me. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's like, it's interesting because Everett uh, kind of addresses her story, doesn't he? Her, yes. And it's really interesting because it's, it's, it's about, um, you know, pursuing a line, if you like, to mm -hmm. the point where it becomes... Like desperation to madness almost. Because he has yeah. that journalistic sensibility where he has to sort of get to the root of the story more than anything else yeah exactly exactly and then for him it becomes um i i, I oh god what they call it i the came obsession. up with I, I heard this really good 
example of um in this book deep weird that j mm. christopher king talks about this guy um jack hunter who edited this book talks about this there's this uh kind of limit of where people kind of people like psychiatrists and people that kind of deal with experiences but don't really have a kind of background in how to do it they don't mm. have a kind of language in order to empathize and to understand they kind of reach their point of um you know like a threshold beyond which they can't open their minds any further you know mm-hmm. and for Everett he reaches that point speaking to Mabel when Mabel says to him you've got to take me with you because I want to be reunited to my son my son is up there in the in the spacecraft that is hovering over the town mm-hmm. yeah and at that point Everett kind of cuts like comes to almost and thinks oh my god we've got to get out of here she's nuts basically yes you know which so, so it's really interesting because there's it seems like Faye is a, a bit more um but Faye didn't really challenge him on this did, did she no but I think that that's then things to do with you know the status that he's older that he's a man that she's a girl those kind of things are, I think came in a little bit and also maybe also she had doubts as well Faye but what did. is she going to do as well? Because Faye, was, swept, Faye was very much swept up in this. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. But Faye yeah. is, yeah, he, she is swept up in all of it. And also, uh, what bit, remember, the bit that stuck out, stuck out to me, stuck out, sorry, uh, was when the, the uh, Mabel, was that her name, Mabel, the old woman? Mabel, that's she, um, she tried to give Everett a piece of paper. If you encounter them, you say this. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yes. yes. And I, 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 I didn't know what to make of that. I thought that was going to come into play later, but um, I didn't really. But doesn't it come into play when they are because they get picked oh, yes. up by their friends, don't they? In yes, the car, that's true. And they start driving, and doesn't somebody start saying that? Isn't it the? Yeah. Doesn't somebody go into a trance or something? Yes, they do. They go into a trance, and the car nearly crashes. Yeah, and don't they start saying that, or they hear it, or they do? Yes, I'm sure that comes back in some way. But we don't actually know what was actually on the piece of paper. Well, it's fair. the thing that the boy was saying. Oh, yes, her son. Oh, he, because you remember, she says, "I wrote it down." Like he kept saying, yes. he kept oh, waking God, up did. Yes, and saying this stuff, I, I, I like forgot. this I, incomprehensible, I like not yes. words, and how she wrote it down. Yeah, how, how yeah. have I not made that? I don't know how I why I didn't make that link, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this I is a so kind of like some side. kind of connection between whoever says that and the, um, you know. So, the, so, um, so then what? What happens at the end? You've kind of hinted at what at what happens. Do you yeah, want to just lay I've, out? I've more or less, I've more or less spoiled the whole thing. So let's let's go to the end. So they um there's this couple that in um, the towns or who um they get they hitch a lift with out of the town, and the, the couple get overtaken in a trance. They leave the car and they go out into the field and they find this clearing in like this foresty area this like circular clearing and you see this really I didn't expect it I didn't expect to see it in such detail but you see this craft fly overhead and the last sort of shot is Faye and Everett um well it's not the last shot but like the last bit them sort of they they embrace and then it sort of cuts away as like a sort of a light pours over them and the last shot is uh, Everett is the Everett's tape recorder with microphone in the dirt yeah do you remember yeah so the the implications obviously they were abducted and uh and it um and then the um the, the bars because it is hinted that the, that the what the woman hints at the old woman is that they're going to abduct the people 
after the basketball game. Right. Do you, do you recall that? Yeah, yeah. She said yeah. Um, they want they want people grouped together, and they so um, the implications obviously that when the basketball game ends, the alien craft is going to abduct all the people there. The I I thought the implication was that they're doing they're kind of abducting people, um, uh, like uh, because everyone because everyone's in the basketball game, it means that they can uh, abduct people without being noticed. They're getting the few people that oh, aren't no. there. I've, I've clearly gone a, gone a bit backwards with this, but yes, you're probably right. You're probably right. Rather than get them all in there. When they I, leave. I was honestly, I was honestly a bit. <laughs> but lost maybe you're the, right, though. I mean, maybe you're right. But I just got the thing. I was I a bit lost that... in the conversation. I was very, I was so like, sort of like, struck by it and how it was all framed and set up because the camera changes and the the editing is so deliberate and so clean. Yeah. It's like I was a bit um, sucked in by the sort of technicalities of it when I watched it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's such a good film, and it really oh, is so a, a major achievement by this guy. And and you've got to it's watch kind of, out for this kind of this this, this whole everyone connected to this to this film. You know, the actors are absolutely mm. outstanding. Fantastic job, and the, the camera work is amazing. Yeah, everyone connected to it is amazing, and for, mm. to make a film like that. Um, you know, on such a small budget is absolutely extraordinary. It's, it's clearly a great passion. The guy who directed it wrote it clearly, yeah, hugely passionate about the subject. So it really shines through at every opportunity. It's almost as if he he really puts he puts as much focus on just operating cables and microphones and tape recorders as he does on you know, the conspiracy aspect of it, yeah, which he, I love. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He yeah. doesn't gloss over any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, spent half fantastic. the movie. Spent half the movie behind like a, a switchboard, for God's sake. Yeah. So the girl, she she volunteers as as a switchboard operator, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of like the the connection. Yes. And it's very interesting, like this this sense of you know you do get a bit, and it's not heavy handed at all, but you do get a bit of sense of the, um, you know, the kind of limited opportunities that people at that point had. Yes. Even like, you know. Uh, ostensibly well-off, you know, white mm. privileged people in it's, terms of, you know, kind of access to education and like mm -hmm. trying to kind of leave a town where really there's not much of a future for you if you've it, got ambitions, you know, beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, Everett himself, because uh, he's renowned as being quite a good DJ, but he's yeah. stuck in this, again, a bit of a backwater town. That he really should, he, he has the capacity to leave, but he just can't, or he should be able to leave. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. can't really. And the and they there's this conversation about her like wanting to go and study elsewhere, like go to mm -hmm. university or something. She can't like afford that. education and things like that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. said um, they, they have a brief conversation about where she could operate a switchboard and things like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty bleak opportunities. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, they, they, yeah, they don't touch on it much. I think it's something they um, throw in to give a bit more authenticity and a bit more life to the characters. That makes sense. Otherwise, the characters would be a bit flat. They didn't have any of this sort of back and forth about that sort of stuff. Yeah, you're uh, absolutely right. Because they're two young people talking. So it's like, yeah. you know. What are you going to talk about apart from your exactly. meager futures? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So the guy that directed it and wrote it with his friend Craig Sanger his name is Andrew Patterson. 
-hmm. and he and he goes by a pseudonym for writing he goes by the pseudonym james montague for some reason i'm not quite <laughs> sure why that is it's dash it's um, very dashing uh, pseudonym, isn't it? Oh my God! Right, okay, Goethe. Goethe. Do you remember Goethe? Yes, yes I do. I, I was wondering when I should bring it up. All right. So two things. Now, in, in a moment after I say Goethe, can you say Jack Slater, please, to me? Okay. Right. So is this, Goethe. Is this, a trick? Is this a, some sort of trick? No, it's not a trick. <laughs> well, like a kind of some magic sort of trap. Are you going to incriminate me live on on air? <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, Goethe, the thing about Excellent. Goethe was that apparently they say that he was the, because uh, you know I was talking about how, not that I'm comparing myself to Goethe, but hmm. you know, <laughs> I was talking about how I was kind of like on the edge of, you know, analog to digital, yeah? Yes. Well, Goethe apparently was on the edge of um, like all science up until his like the life that he like the you know his kind of lifespan mm. like uh, kind of known science in in europe at that point could be um like held by a single person in terms mm -hmm. of the knowledge could be held by a single person yeah mm -hmm. and then and then things kind of blossomed so much during his lifetime that it then became impossible for that right. for like because one so person speciality kind of, exactly yeah and, um, and just that there's so much kind of um discovery and mm -hmm. uh progress you know during yes. his lifetime you know so when he was born they say um it would be possible for somebody to basically have a kind of handle on like where where everything is at you know you'd yes. have to obviously be learned, learned you know yeah but but then afterwards, it's it was it was just impossible, you know. For so one what sort of time? What sort of time was this? Is, is... Uh, I don't know. When was Goethe around? I don't know. Goethe was around. He he was born. And you in can't see me at all. Seventeen forty nine, mm -hmm. and died eighteen thirty two. Okay. So that okay. Yeah. That, yeah okay. Check <laughs> out. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> And um, so it's 82. Jesus, he was old, pretty, man. Pretty good, man. 82, that, and those days run. as well. It's a good run. Pretty good, Well, huh? well once you get past five in those days, you, you, you're not, you're looking all right, really, aren't you? He was born you know during I mean? the Roman Empire. That is nuts, mate. That's pretty nuts. That is nuts. Like, 1749, the Roman Empire was still you know, kicking around. Depending on who you ask, you argue the Roman Empire is still kicking. It's uh, dissolved in 1806. I mean, but it's just changed names, really, hasn't it? It's just the Catholic Church now, isn't it? Right, no, but it's not the Roman Empire. Yeah, I mean, basically, it is. The, the, although I think the Catholic Church own massive amounts of land, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. But the, the power doesn't go away; it just transforms into something else, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. I think it's a we're, we're getting to a different. We're getting to a different topic. I know we're we're talking history here. Yeah, we're not history buffs. We don't have our we don't have our resident history buffs to hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anyway, um, that's interesting about Goethe. Now, Jack Jack Slater, just quickly, mm. yeah. Uh, when I was um, uh, a teenager, I can't mm -hmm. quite remember exactly how. Back in seventeen thirty two, whenever it was. I had this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You I met Goethe, this... you met you met Goethe, right? That's what that's what Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I called him the wolf and, and his, his wolf gang. 
<laughs> he went Funny. around with his wolf gang. That's a good joke. Well, that was just a a nickname. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, wolf gang. Yeah. You're really whistleblowing on um on Goethe right now. I am whistleblowing on Goethe. So 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 listen. Anyway, when I was Very a teenager right, in the um in the early nineties. Yes. Um. I went through this period of like not liking my my name, mm-hmm. okay, and I thought, oh, God, such a boring name. Especially Pete. I've never really liked Pete, even though mm-hmm. my dad was called Pete, right? And I really loved my dad. Mm-hmm. And my dad changed his name to Pete because he had this stall in um in in London, this record store stall, mm-hmm. like a market stall in London, yeah, near Waterloo, right? My dad had a um oh, market really? stall. Is the whole point. Mm-hmm. And okay. and oh, but his market, uh, his records, he was selling records, yeah, mm-hmm. and they weren't shifting. And his name was Larry, right? Right. So he thought he thought well, I need to change things up here. So he changed his name from mm-hmm. Larry to Peter, okay. on the basis that it would sell more records. So okay. he, he painted a new sign instead of Larry's records, it was Peter's records. Why How mad the, is that? That's why, why I'm the, called Peter. Why? I mean, that's a one. That's um, a good story. But two, why did he think that would work? Oh, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's an interesting story. Don't get me wrong. But why did he think that would work? I mean, Peter isn't exactly a kind of pizzazz. It's not very rock and roll, is it? You well, know, it, I mean... exactly. It's really odd, isn't it? It's well, Peter Gay- Well, you know, I mean, there's some some rock and roll heads that Peter. I don't know. Is there Peter Gabriel? Yeah, Peter Gabriel is who I was thinking. Peter <laughs> Not oh, many yeah. other Peters, though. No. No. Hmm. Uh, Pete, Peter. Who, who's the um, reggae guy? Is it Pete Tosh? Peter Stringfellow? What about him? <laughs> <laughs> Is he rock and roll? <laughs> Is it Pete Tosh? Is that his name? Yeah, Peter know. Tosh. Yeah, Peter Tosh. Know. Yeah, the reggae magi- musician. Okay. Um, so maybe he was thinking, oh, yeah, Peter Tosh. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so I, I was unhappy with my name Peter, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I thought, oh, mate, what I need to do is rebrand. Like, re- like I'm going to change my name. My dad did it. Why can't I? Yeah, so I'm sure. going to like change my name to Jack Slater. I, I thought that was the coolest <laughs> name, man. Jack Slater. Right, get this, and and I I would write down like I I would spend hours like you know kind of obsessively as a teenager mm. you would kind of do yeah. the stuff yeah oh yeah like, 100%. I would spend hours and hours doing my signature like Jack Slater Jack Slater I know mate right and guess what happened a couple uh-huh. of a couple of months later okay, and ahead. I had no knowledge of this whatsoever this is obviously pre-internet but I guess I could have kind of read film magazines and kind of yeah I was, my way to I was find about out. to sort of yeah ask do you know what I'm going to say. I well, let's let's you just tell me. I, I want to hear the rest of the story. Last Action Hero, mm-hmm. the film mm-hmm. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. who plays the Last Action Hero. He does. The, the character's it's, name is the, the titular character, Jack Slater. Slater, yes. How mad is that? That's pretty good. Would you consider that a coincidence, or is that too loose? I don't know. I so don't I, know what I, I, what I, I like consider your, I like it to be. The, fascination with I kind of I picked up on something in the air in terms of the coolness of Jack Slater mm-hmm. as a name. You, you were know. ahead of the time, really, weren't you? And whoever wrote that script thought we needed like a, an action hero name, you know? Mm-hmm. And Jack Slater is it? But it's I, such a good name, isn't it? Jack. I wish Slater. I wish you kept the name. 
I know I should maybe I should change my name now to should. Jack Slater. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack Hunter's quite a good name as well, isn't it? Don't you think? Jack Hunter, maybe. Jack I know Hunter. It's good. Jack Slater's better. Is it Jack Slater better? Yeah, it is. It is. Jack Hunter's the, the the name of the editor of the book Deep Weird that J. Christopher King uh, recommended <laughs> last week, by the way. Um so anyway, um Right, so that's the that's Goethe. We've dealt with Goethe. We do dealt with him. We yeah got rid. Um, so yeah, there we go. So so so, what do you think then? Nine nine out of ten. Yeah, I think I think we give it a nine out of ten. It's um, a tremendous achievement for mm-hmm. like I mean even even if independent, you kind of for independent filmmaking. Yeah, so exactly. But even real... if you kind of don't give it cred for that, it still is a beautiful film. It's like really. Well done. It's, I mean, I wonder, it'd be interesting if, like, what the, um, you know, the reputation or the kind of, like, public regard would be if it's if it starred, you know, Timothy Chalamet and, um, <laughs> Timothy and Chalet. Um, Jenny Ortega. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you it know, would have more popularity, it probably would. I mean, star power is, is everything, really, isn't it? Yeah, but, like, because you could imagine, though, it pro- would probably be, like, an Oscar-winning movie. Possibly, like, yeah. Those two in it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, 100%. It's and nothing would have changed apart from Timothy Chamelay and Jenny Ortega. Timothy Timothy Champagne. Yeah, is her name Jenny Ortega? I'm not entirely sure. I haven't. But what was what? What is it? What is it that she's in? That supposedly is it like? It's an, it's an Adam's Family thing, isn't it? That's right. Wednesday. Yeah. Right. It, right. It's Wednesday's brilliant. Mate. Have you not seen Wednesday? No, I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've heard good. Th- I've heard good things. Yeah. Yeah, Just, yeah. Who has the time these days? You know. No, I know what you mean, mate. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. Oh, Jenna. Sorry, Jenna Ortega. Jenna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, with uh, the Vast of Nights, what are we saying? I say brilliant. Must highly recommend. If highly you recommended. Have, if you have, because uh, it's not very long either. It's like an hour out of fifty. If it's eighty-nine minutes. Yeah. Okay. Incredible. So, yeah, it's, it's really well good. It's really, really good. The first like fifteen minutes of the Vast of Night is a bit slow going, but if you can sort of get past, because it, it, it sort of it takes a lot, it takes its time to set you up and really sort of get you into. Oh god, he's pulled out a bloody monkey! That's not a up. euphemism. <laughs> he literally has pulled out a puppet, fucking puppet monkey. Oh, um, stop swearing! Yeah, my... That's the first one of this podcast, man. This monkey's only five. Oh, sorry, mate. Have you ears, monkey? What? How? How old is? How many years is five human years to, to monkey years? Uh, one to one. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though. I don't actually... I'm not, um, you know... You're not a, a monkhead. I'm, I'm not Clarissa Brazil, or whoever that woman was that lived with <laughs> the, the gorillas. With, with the Zerka, with like, was she With the Zerkins or whatever it was, the mines. <laughs> uh, okay. No, but if you can get past the first, like, 15 minutes, like, let it let it sort of take you up in sort of the setting in the world. Yeah, let it then... envelop you. Yeah, and then when it gets like a 20-minute mark and it just, it, it kicks off and it's all go, 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 and it's great. Yeah, and and it's, the thing is, you've got to just realise that it's uh, working on you, you know. Mm-hmm. It's working its magic, those 15 minutes, because you're, there's mass, like, it's such a tight script, you know. And, and there's, there's, not mass- a waste, there's not a wasted moment in that entire thing. No, exactly, exactly. It's really tight and it's really like... um I mean, it's just like it's nearly word perfect as a script. I mean, it's mm-hmm. really there's no dead air, there's yeah, no exactly, yeah. dead weight. Because this is episode fifty, yeah. Yeah, spectacular. We should have some sort of we should have had cake really and confetti. 
Your virtual cake. But it is like half nine at okay. night. And we, we both had a long day. You That's can't... right. I'll send you a cake emoji later on. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But one of the things I'm doing to celebrate episode 50, mm -hmm. as well as this conversation with you, which is the main celebration. Oh, yes, 100%. One other thing that I'm doing is I'm launching the um, subscriber-only episodes mm. with my with my um, review of E.T. <laughs> <laughs> he holds up the bloody puppet again. So let, let, let me just explain with the puppet. So I've got a massive... He's like big. He's like nearly he's as tall as me. <laughs> and he's like... You're two feet tall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's probably about... Um, yeah, he's probably about two foot. That's good, good man. You're good at oh. that. Yeah, I'm like I'm. It's like um, it's the first scene in Ghostbusters when he's doing the, uh, the ESP thing. I just knew. Yeah, you've you know got I mean? ESP. I could, I could yeah. just see. I could just see it. I just knew. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you had to say Ghostbusters to explain ESP it, on a paranormal podcast. Listen, man, it's late. <laughs> yeah, and we're talking film. We only talk through film. film. Yeah, do you know the, do you all, know our, the... all our conversations involve a reference to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you remember in Raiders of the Lost Ark they, they've got a <laughs> Do we need the monkey? <laughs> there it is. There it is. We did it. Hold on. Episode Let's 50. get the dates out of the fridge. Come on, monkey. Eat the date. <laughs> oh no, he's dead. Oh no. Bad dates. Bad dates. Anyway. <laughs> Um, it's an audio only episode, but I just caught a date. Pete just flung a date up into the air, and I caught it out of the air. That's our celebration. Bad dates. Who needs cake when you've got virtual date? <laughs> um, so anyway, listen, the, the, the monkey thing is the reason why I've got a monkey here mm -hmm. is, is because it, the, the, the monkey was... I, I, I purchased the monkey it's a couple monkey. of weeks before my, my son was born. And my son is six now, and he was a... Um, the, the, this monkey is his brother, okay? Mm -hmm. And for the first, like, four and a half years of, of my son's life, they were inseparable. You know, they'd do everything together. You know, they'd ride the bus, they'd play catch, they'd be on the seesaw, they'd run towards each other on the beach, they'd go hang gliding. Like, anything you can imagine, they'd they do together. they go to the together. cinema together. Exactly. They'd go to the cinema together, getting it back to films. Yeah. And... um but guess what happened to the monkey? Just like Toy Story. Guess what happened? He got lost. He got no, forgotten. he got stuck in the cupboard. Oh, does that, does that happen in Toy Story? Yeah, mate. Uh, haven't you seen Toy one? Story 4? No, I haven't. Oh, man, you're missing out. That's I've a only, brilliant I've one. only seen the first two. For, what, you haven't seen Toy Story 3? No, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> Who has the time? Everyone has the time to watch Toy Story three. That is a ten out of ten film. I, I, no I'll, kidding I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, it's like I thought the second one wasn't great. I thought they were milking it a little. Bit. Like, I, I don't really one see wasn't it, but... great. Are you out of your mind? I don't know. I just never. I never really loved Toy Story, man. Uh, well, uh, it's probably you're too old for it, aren't you? <laughs> Coming from you. What the? But I mean, no. I've got a reason to see it. I've got <laughs> a point. son. I've you got a, a child. A, a How old were you yeah. when Toy Story came out? It came uh, out. The first one came out in ninety-five. Ninety-five. Yeah. I was even born yet. Oh my god! I felt so old. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. Okay. Okay. Great. You're not too old for Toy Story. Uh, any of them. I'm anyway, listen, man. Huh? 
I'm 24, man. Like, I can't do the maths. What? So you were born in 98, were you? Yeah. 98. Oh, I can do the maths. Hey. Oh, hey. Now, listen, um, anyway, the, with the monkey, right? Mm-hmm. So he's in the cupboard. He's been in the cupboard for at least six months. And I last night I had a nightmare. The monkey was trying to get out of the cupboard. Dream or reality? Nightmare. Nightmare. And so that's why I had to liberate monkey. Mm-hmm. I liberate. had to liberate the monkey from the cupboard. <laughs> liberate the monkey. And that is, in fact, a euphemism, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly, yeah. So it, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. The subscriber only. <laughs> on, on the basis that anybody would be interested after the last 10 minutes. But uh, so the thing is now, it's seven... Uh, no, it's not seven. It's 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 one. It's ninety nine p, right? Just mm-hmm. just one pound, or well, it's not one pound. It's ninety nine p, and so that what's that equivalent to in like Europe? I mean, you can work it out. Like one. I don't know. I don't know the conversion. One rates. euro something. Yeah. Yeah. And in the in um in dollars, what's that? Like one dollar something. Yeah. But it's not basically. It's not much, right? Tankastic. Co- you know Tankastic. It's the cost of like three Freddos. Yeah, it's the cost probably of not, three no, probably, two, probably two Freddos. No, there's no way that's three Freddos. How much is a Freddo? Good point. I haven't. They're like forty p now, aren't they? I have no idea. I don't buy Freddos. No, but they're they're the they're the universal benchmark for inflation in this country. Freddos. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Did um Jeremy Hunt talk about the Freddo index? Today? <laughs> he might have done. <laughs> uh, do you know? Do you buy Tang Fastics? I'm not a sweet guy. I'm a chocolate guy. Okay, so I really like Tang Fans, mm-hmm. Tang Fastics, yeah, by mm-hmm. Haribo, and you can buy a, a Tang Fastic packet for for a pound. Okay, mm-hmm. so so basically the Checks thing is so that you can. What would you rather have? Five Tang Fastics or, or me a, talking about or a brand ET? new episode. Exactly. An exclusive episode. So ask yourself that, listener. What would you rather have? That's, that's five big... Tang Fastics, like mm-hmm. for your weekly portion of Tang Fastics, only five, <laughs> or an episode of me talking about something. I know what I would pick. Yeah, don't say it. Um, no, no, I pick you. It'd be great. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, so the... you, th- you thought I was going to undercut you there. You did. I did. I did. Oh, I did. So... faith. In the in the first of these subscriber uh, episodes, in fact, there are the, all of the special uh, announcement ones. Uh, there's six of those. They're short episodes. They're not part of the kind of like normal episodes, and they're already in the subscription. They're not canon. thing already. They're not canon exactly. They're just like they're shoot offs mm-hmm. or offshoots. That's it's like it's like a Frasier. It's a shoot off of Cheers. Exactly, know? or an offshoot. Or the, or Frasier, but some people consider Frasier to be better than Cheers. I think quite a lot of people. I do. I love Frasier. It's so good. Do you consider Joey to be better than Friends? I've never. What? Joey was the. Um... Yeah, I, I know he was a character in Friends. Yeah. No, but he he then went on to a show called Joey. No, no, really. Yeah, you didn't know this. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, mate. Yeah, it didn't I'm, last I'm not, I'm for not, long though. I'm not a friend head. It didn't last for long. Okay, well, probably um, for good reason. Yeah. No, it was terrible. But anyway, um, Tang Fastics, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, we're not talking about Tang Fastics anymore. Talking we're talking about, about we're talking about episode the, the new episode, yeah, the ET episode. The big idea with this, yeah, like, like what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Or maybe I've told you already, the the big idea. So it's going to be a review of ET. I'm going to go into the history of ET, like how it was written and the, you know, I'm going to review it and I'm going to talk about its impact, its cultural impact. Mm -hmm. I was six years old when I saw it at the cinema and I saw it the other day, um, just the other day. Yeah. So I I kind of remember it. It's a film that I actually remember. Yeah. I saw it again the other day. But get this though. eh? Yeah. I'm also going to do ET from ET's POV. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you like, mentioned it, but I, I didn't really understand what you were, what what you, I, don't, I didn't really understand, so you might have to explain it to me properly. So the idea is that I, I uh, explain, or not more describe really, what is going on for E.T. during the kind of chronology of the film, mm-hmm. okay? So starting at the beginning and then going on to the end, you know, the kind of classic beginning to end mm. chronology. <laughs> Yeah, like a hero's journey almost. Yeah, because he, there's a couple of things that he does where you, where I, when I was watching it again, you know, because I'm deeply empathetic human, and I thought, well, you know, what's going on for ET here? You know, yeah, well, like sometimes it's really obvious. To sort this guy out, you know. He's like, he's scared, or he's like, you know, whatever. Mm. Like, is there's no surprise that he wants to get home? I mean, yeah, I, mean? I would. He's like a strange not a spoiler. Exactly. Yeah. They tried to kill him. They tried to shoot him with an air rifle. Yeah, so there's a couple of times when, like, you kind of think, this guy's got it going on, hasn't he? He's got it <laughs> he going on, E.T., yeah? He's so I'm going to do a bit of a kind of thought experiment. Little, that yeah? Say again? There's, there's something about that little grey guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's not grey, he's brown. He's grey? Oh, he's brown. Oh, he's only grey when he um, gets here. I don't want to spoil E.T. if you haven't no, seen it. No, but... spoil, like, a fucking 50-year-old movie. How old was that film? It came out in... Um, 1982 i was oh, okay. six years old I, didn't i say it i was of, six years old when i saw it maybe did you, do you consider it 56 of, do you consider it one of spielberg's best i think it is an absolute masterpiece really? an almost almost perfect film definitely wow. a 10 out of 10 i think that spielberg has made some really brilliant films i'd say probably my favorite of his is um you know that one Close Encounters. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that, that makes sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, but but there's loads of Spielberg films that I really like. But you know about Spielberg, the thing that I say to everyone about Spielberg? Can mm. you remember? No. He's um dyslexic. Oh, yes, you said. I do yeah. remember this. We had a conversation I, about I always this. talk about this because I think it's so interesting. Anyway. Yeah, he, he has more, a thought. He has a, pro, he has a subscription. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> But there's something about the dyslexia that I'm going to talk about, actually, which is quite an interesting uh, thing. Yeah? Okay, right, 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 right. But oh god, I tell you what, I'll just tell you now because <laughs> we're talking about it. So what? What the the um, writer of ET? Yeah, mm-hmm. she did this thing whereby and 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 Spielberg uh, said he's he's never had it before ET and he's never had it since mm-hmm. with a with a screenwriter. So the way that he basically develops his stories and including the ones that he's credited as the writer for is that he essentially kind of speaks through the ideas okay Mm -hmm. so for instance um you know he'll kind of like spend a couple of days with the with the kind of screenwriter you know ordinarily he's kind of like you know someone else is writing the script yes and um and he'll kind of like talk through everything so he kind of builds it like that, you know, and then they go away and they kind of make a script from these taped in like not interviews, but these taped discussions, like hours and hours and hours of discussion, you know, mm-hmm. and then they come back with a first draft. Okay. 
so this is what happened with et that the um uh the the writer kind of went went away with like these hours and hours of discussion melissa matheson her name is and um so melissa came back with a with a script you know amazing script and then on set melissa wrote down on cards like literally physically wrote down on cards everything in the script for like all the lines in the script for the kids to say yeah but he mm -hmm. gave she gave them to Stephen and it was like a kind of um like it facilitated um him to communicate his ideas to to the kids about like what you know okay now you're going to say this you know yeah it kind of made it easier for the children to kind of get their head around the you know the lines yeah it wasn't mm -hmm. like this massive 300 page a4 document do you know what i mean yeah yeah it was just like some like words on a card you know that's really cool but also though for him having dyslexia that's really much easier isn't it than dealing mm. with a big 300 page you know a4 bound you know document Documents. Do you know what i mean yeah so it's quite interesting isn't that's it that's really cool do you, and do you for insight like that, pay your you five time first sticks. Say yeah. again. <laughs> do you elaborate more on this in the in the? That's a really interesting thread. Well, I, I I don't elaborate more on that specifically. Okay. So if you're only interested in listening to me talk about Spielberg, dyslexia, Spielberg and dyslexia, yeah. then uh, well, uh, uh, get in contact with me via you, you kind Twitter. Yeah, you, know, uh, you kind of you kind of gave the milk for free, didn't you? I gave why, the milk why, why for free. Why buy the cow if you get the milk for free, you know? Oh, yeah. Is that what they say in uh, business school? Yeah. <laughs> that is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, man. Anyway, anyway. So, so listen, fun. listener. Listen, listener. If you're interested in that, then um, just look out on the normal feed for Paranormal Blip for the mm -hmm. subscription thing. It's 99p a month. And, you know, have a go if you don't like it. And just buy Fantastics. Yeah. Fantastic. What are they called? Tangfastics. Tangfastics, yes. Okay, so now, Stephen, let's play a quick game of dream or reality. Now, I've got one story to tell you. So if you listen up, I would then like you to um, ascertain whether it's a dream or whether it really happened. So here's my story. Is this a dream or is this reality? Yeah. I'm in a house. Win, win this game and you achieve immortality. <laughs> All right, so I'm in this house and um and and i'm talking to a friend and we're in the kitchen and i'm just like i've got this thing in my hand i look down i've got this like funny little it's like a kind of ring like a rubber ring in my hand yeah mm -hmm. it's quite small like too small to put over my finger like a wedding ring okay okay not over my finger but whatever the word is and um Anyway, I'm kind of like stretching it. I'm, I, I, I break the ring, okay? Mm. And my friend said, oh, my God, I can't believe you broke that ring. The, my flatmate only eats uh, food that she blends. You know, she only mm. eats raw food and she blends everything that she eats. Mm -hmm. And that's part of her blender. And then I say, oh, well. Yeah, I don't really take it seriously, you know, mm. but 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 I kind of misjudge this because my friend is in a real panic, mm -hmm. and and she kind of like puts the she gets the blender out of the cupboard, 
and she kind of like there's some bits of the blender that are kind of drying and there's other mm. bits of it that oh, the electrical bits I suppose. Right, sure. Exactly. So she puts it all together. And rightly enough, this this kind of thing, this rubber ring, which I've broken, is needed to make the blender work, right? Okay. And she says, You've got to do something about this. She's gonna be home soon. Like she's got you've got to fix this before she comes home. And I think Oh, okay. And I, I'm still kind of like slightly um, befuddled by the whole thing, you know, yeah. like I can't quite... Um, Grasp the seriousness. Exactly, yes. Well said, yeah. Well, uh -huh. said, well said. But she says, now look, there's a shop locally, and I know that that's where she got the blender from, because she was like, she's literally just bought this blender, and she loves this blender. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, she's using it with such glee. You she know? sleeps with it every night. She exactly. writes it love letters. Yeah, of course. Exactly. And 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 so so she says, like, you've got to sort this out, right? Mm. So I go into into where she said the shop is, like the street where she said the shop is. And yeah. sure enough, in it's like this kind of electrical shop that sells fridges and like sells mm. blenders, right? Sure, sure. And sure enough, there's a blender just like her blender, like on display. And nice. there's like there's one of them outside the box, like a kind of display model. And then there's loads of them in the box, right? I look mm. at the price, it's an absolute fortune. I don't have that money. Like what, what sort of money are we talking? I like I don't know. I can't okay, I, I can't remember a figure, but I just remember um It was a bit too like, much. It was like like totally buying that was impossible. Right? Mm -hmm. So then I think, God, I can't buy it. And then I think, right, what I can do is try to work out how to get the seal off of the uh, display model, right? Yeah. So I, I look around and the people in the in the store, I think somebody comes up to me at some point or they're kind of like like swirling around a bit like, you know, sharks, you know. Yeah, sure. And um, but I, I kind of like choose an opportune moment when they're either talking to customers or they're, you know, kind of busy in some way. And I really quickly like dissemble the thing. Oh, no. And I, I really quickly get the seal like palm it as yeah. as magicians say you know mm. and i um and you pull a rabbit out of your hat because this is a dream <laughs> and and i really quickly like assemble it again uh -huh. and i um how I, long I does then... this process take like, disassembling and reassembling this machine well, I don't know, but all the time I'm like super nervous. And I mean, it doesn't take ages, but it also doesn't take seconds. You know, it takes mm. minutes, I suppose. Right. But but I'm super nervous that somebody's going to, you know, like I'm thinking like I must be making noise. I must be like, like mm. I'm taking a bloody blender <laughs> apart. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You know, so it's not a busy shop. Like there's no one in the shop apart mm. from me. The, the, maybe there's other people like. It was it a big like shop? Like how big was the shop? Yeah, it seemed that they were kind of back a bit, like quite a lot. Like yeah, like I, like I was like at the start of a kind of, not like an aisle. They're, they're not called corridors, are they? No, I was at the kind of aisle. beginning of the aisle near the near the door near the front door, mm. and the um, customer service people, the shop assistants, were like back, back towards the kind of back of the shop. Luckily, yeah. So anyway, I, I reassemble the. Um, the the display unit. Was, 
Was it was it this player display model, right? Okay. So I I managed to palm this um, sweet mm. baby, and I zip it's out the shop. Possession. Yeah. And that's and that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. Okay. Oh, oh my god, this is actually a tough one because like what well, the, the the diet thing isn't like like I, I, that's plausible, right? Like that that's in the realm of plausible deniability. I mean, like I, I've heard people do stranger things, yeah, to their food. So I'm not questioning that per se. I'm leaning towards reality. I'm leaning towards reality. So I think this is something that you would absolutely do. Accidentally break a blender by being just nonchalant and not really paying attention to what you're doing. Not really understanding the gravity of the situation. Uh, going to a shop and robbing it of its of the, of the key blender device. Apparently this magic ring that makes it work. Did that sure. fit my psychological profile? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, reality, sure. Congratulations, you have achieved immortality. Yes, it is a reality. Well That's done. I, yeah, it really I love happened. that. And mm. we managed to get it on, and she none the wiser. She was never. She never knew this massive drama happened. Oh my I, God. I ran back to the house, got fitted it, and sorted it out. That's wonderful, man. That's the kind of life I lead, That's living the, on the, the edge. The maverick life, the rogue. Exactly. <laughs> like Han Solo, but for blenders. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a swashbuckler, basically. <laughs> Did you have to, like, fight someone on top of a table as a bar fight was happening around you? Yeah. Like, to like swing the, off a chandelier? The Jackie Chan of the Southwest. <laughs> He'd like to assemble it and throw the parts at people or something like that. I feel that's something that he would do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Slide under their legs mm -hmm. and uh, hang on to a bus going in the other <laughs> direction. Yeah, that's good, man. Um, listen, mate, thank you ever so much. Here's to 50 more and maybe 50 more after that. Yeah. After that, who knows? You know. I think stop at 150. Stop at 150, man. You know, probably best. Quit while, you're, quit while you're ahead. So it's Spotify, make millions and dip, you know? Absolutely. I don't know what dip means. It sounds like a young person. Like, like, you know, get out, get out of Dodge. Goodbye, patrons. Goodbye, podcast world. Goodbye, blip Goodbye heads. Stephen. Goodbye, blip heads. So there we go. Thank you ever so much. I'll be back with episode 51. It's just around the corner. And if you're interested in the subscription episode, then, you know, please kind of jump over to the link and have a go at the ET, ET from ET's POV and the review of E.T. and all E.T. content until your heart's content. And with the subscription episodes, it's going to be one every week. And uh, but episode 51, obviously, is around the corner. And, you know, just to kind of reiterate, you know, any interviews or any big news or anything like that, you know, any major stuff is obviously all going to be free and will always be free. The subscription is for the, um, you know, stuff that's a bit more kind of, playful and you know kind of imaginative if you like and kind of things that i'm thinking about things that i'm lumicating on thank you ever so much for listening thanks for supporting paranormal blip and see you later